Hi, this is the recording of Dorchester Community Church is Church Online broadcast, the audio version. Uh, my name is Roger and I'm just going to be uh, recording this uh, for you and occasionally where there's something that was shown online that may well not mean too much. If you're listening to the audio, I'll try to explain what exactly it was that people were uh, watching. Hope that doesn't take away from you um, benefiting and appreciating uh, the next three quarters of an hour or so. The theme uh, for this week being Sunday the 26th of April was coronavirus, walk, talk and be grateful in the context of the passage in Luke chapter 24 verses 13 to 35. Hope you enjoy. starting with a visual of me walking up to the church. Here we go. Hi, it's good to walk, it's good to talk and it's good to be grateful. We're going to be thinking about all three of those today. Welcome to Dorchester Community Church. Hi, my name's Roger and I'm the pastor of the church here. Good to see you, thank you for joining us again. I hope you've been enjoying the weather this week, been fantastic uh, outside. If you've been working for the NHS, then we've been rightly applauding you. If you've been working within a care home, fantastic for what you're doing. You may well be feeling quite uh, anxious uh, right now, I dare say. If you're a key worker elsewhere, you're also incredibly busy. We want to say thank you for all that you are doing too. For others, there's maybe been time off, an opportunity to maybe be still or maybe do some recreational stuff. And we've been asking you what kind of things that you've been up to. Well, here's just a few of those things. Firstly, out in America, this is one of our members of the church here. This is Nikki, out cycling. One guy went fishing uh, using only licorice as bait and he said he caught all sorts. Others of you have been maybe more creative and making their own face masks. Take a look at some of these. Others, of course, have been working from home, devising ways to do that online, including teachers. So thank you what you're doing, but take a look at this particular news clip. But of course, it is a tricky time for teachers, and they're doing a great job. And this music teacher summed up how many of them are feeling with this, I've got to say, really poignant song. Hey, so as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher, and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go. this week. It's fantastic. Have a listen and then we'll do church together. COVID-19. It all began far away. In China to be precise. Something to do with bats and definitely not very nice. It spread so very quickly. People sadly began to die. Alone and without their families. All they could do was cry. 
fighting to Spain and Italy. Across the world, every country was hit. The virus didn't care about borders. No, not a bit. And then it reached England. Small numbers at first, but then all of a sudden, the corona bubble burst. Now close to home, people started to get scared. What should we do to ensure we are prepared? Let's get some provisions. How much do we need? How many mouths are there in our family to feed? The first thing everyone thought of, topping all the poles. Yes, it's obvious. We must have toilet rolls. Ham, soap and pasta. Everyone helping themselves. Bread, alcohol and cans. There was nothing left on the shelves. Then came the lockdown. Everyone must stay at home. How can we communicate? Just use the phone. So stay at home, that's the message. We've got to flatten the curve. We must protect the NHS. It's the least that they deserve. Only go out for essential shopping. To get daily exercise. Spend time in the garden. All very wise. People are digging the garden. Planting vegetable seeds. Then watching very closely. Checking for weeds. Many groups of care staff all doing their shift. So the least we can do is clap for them to give them all a lift. So at 8pm on a Thursday, open your windows and doors. Make some noise to thank them all. Come on, let's hear your applause. So many individuals are doing their bit. Many raising money, others keeping us fit. But one particular person has been an inspiration. At 99, Captain Tom's fundraising has surpassed anyone's expectations. We may not be able to go to church today, but thanks to others giving their time, we can sit back with our coffee and watch the service online. I'm sure we'd all like to thank those who've made it happen. So to Roger, Rich, Andrea, Leo and Bruce, well done. We're so grateful. Come on, let's clap them. There are probably many others that I may have left out so if that's you, I apologise. And please, consider this as your shout. Prayer requests have gone out. Many are ill or living alone. So if you can give someone a call, please go on, pick up the phone. And whilst none of us knows when this lockdown will end, just remember, and please rest assured, there's always hope around the bend. heard of what happened before Christmas in Wuhan, China. None of us knew that this would spread uh, to the UK and around the world and cause complete devastation and turmoil in the way it has done for the past three months. Coronavirus is all that seems to be featured on both BBC News and Sky News channels all the time. It's affected all of us, every generation too. At the time that we're recording this, Nearly 20,000 people have died in the UK already, including many NHS and care staff. The Prime Minister nearly died from COVID-19. And many of us switch on the news each day to find out what? I wonder how many people have died today. When the number of deaths dropped to under 600 in one day, maybe for just a moment we thought, oh, that's not too bad, is it? Overlooking the fact that each Death represents a human life lost and another family affected, which, of course, for the rest of their lives will never be the same again. Now we're facing another few weeks in lockdown, at the very least. 
Children are struggling with not being at school with their friends. People with mental health issues are struggling with not being able to get out and having to stay indoors. For others, there's fears of domestic abuse worsening. Many are unable to work or struggling financially. For those who can work, particularly like those in care homes, there's huge concerns about COVID-19 running rife, but also for staff not having the right protective equipment that's needed. That all looks pretty bleak, doesn't it? It's right that we think about all of those kind of, of issues. They're big, related to the pandemic, in the context as well of the God question. And we've been seeking to do that over the last five weeks here as a church. Where's God? Is there hope? How can we deal with our doubts? Today, I want us to think about something different. But before we do that, I'd like to invite you to watch a short video clip which reflects a true story. Take a look. One day, a professor entered the classroom and asked the students to prepare for a surprise test. They waited anxiously at their desks for the test to begin. The professor walked around the class and handed the question papers with the text facing downwards. Once she handed them all out, she asked the students to turn the page and begin. To everyone's surprise, there were no questions. Just a black dot in the centre of the page. The professor said to everyone's confusion, I want you to write what you see there. The worried students began to do what they'd been told to do. At the end of the class, the professor took all the answers and read them aloud in front of all the other students. All of them, with no exceptions, described the black dot, trying to explain its position in the middle of the sheet. After all had been read, the classroom was silent, and the professor then began to explain. I'm not going to grade you on this test. I just wanted to give you something to think about, she said. No one wrote about the white part of the paper. Everyone focused on the black dot. And the same happens in our lives. We have a white paper. Many wonderful things we have or happen around us. But we take for granted. And focus our attention and energy on small dot-like failures and disappointments. The health issues, the money that we need, the luxuries we don't have, relationship complications, problems with family members, disappointments with friends, and so on. Life is a special gift, and we always have reasons to celebrate. It is changing and renewing every day. Our friends, jobs, livelihood, love, family, all the miracles we could see. You need to realise that the dark spots are very small and only a few. And yet we allow these to pollute our minds. Take your eyes away from the black spots in your life. 
Enjoy each one of your blessings, each moment that life gives you. Sometimes it's a question of our perspective, isn't it? So despite all the tough and tragic stuff that's going on right now, today what we're going to do is think about some of the potential positives that there are or that there can be for us right now. In order for us to do that, we're going to go and take a trip out into the countryside. So, without further ado, beat me up, Scotty! Whoa! Well, that was quick. Well, I wonder what was going on in people's minds on that first Easter day. I want to set the context for you very briefly before we have our reading today. This guy called Jesus had been amazing people with his incredible teaching, with the miracles he'd been performing, with the lives he touched and indeed turning people's lives upside down. Nobody had ever known anybody like this. His followers, well, they became pretty convinced that this Jesus was in fact God's Messiah, the chosen one that God was going to send into the world to sort everything out. And indeed within that, the Jews had hoped that this Jesus was going to be some great military guru who was going to overthrow uh, them from the, the tyranny of Roman rule. Imagine what they would have felt then when everything they felt was pointing to that, when all of a sudden, this Jesus was crucified. That wasn't the end of the story that they'd anticipated. But indeed, it wasn't the end either. Because here they were then, three days later, suddenly hearing that words going round that this Jesus is no longer dead. Actually, he'd come back to life, and he'd been seen in more than one place and by more than one person. Well, that was pretty incredible. There's been a lot of speculation when Boris went in hospital about how serious his condition was. And maybe even more conversation and discussion and dialogue and debate ensued when he was then uh, placed in ICU for further tests and monitoring, etc., etc. Everybody was talking about it. Well, in the same way, that was the case here with this Jesus character. Everybody had been talking about it. Two people in particular were on their way walking, talking about the events that they'd heard. Whether they were going home or not, who knows? And we're going to hear about that account now. Now, I don't know what that track or road would have looked like. It says it was on the road to a place called Emmaus. Now, whether or not it was a track like this, I'm not too sure. What I am sure of is that they wouldn't have had the, uh, the traffic that you can hear in the background. But sometimes as we picture a track... We picture that being the road that these people that have gone before us would have walked down. It helps us somehow step into people's shoes that have been there and walked that path way, way before us. So we're going to hear about the account of the conversation that took place between these two people. Recorded by the Alexa of the day, if you like. Recorded by a doctor called Luke. And that's going to be read to us now by Andrew. So I'm going to hand over to Andrew, because for me, I need to get back to church. Beat me back! Hi everyone. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, 
and they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back, saying that they had even seen a vision of angels, who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that I, the Christ, should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he was going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Two people were out for a walk. Luke may well have been one of the two, but modestly remains unnamed. The other is a guy by the name of Cleopas, and they're friends. Either that, or it may well have been that Cleopas is there with his wife. And why wouldn't a married couple be out in the countryside for a walk together? They're going to Emmaus, which would have been about seven miles west of Jerusalem. 
No idea why, and we can only guess. Possibly staying at an early travel lodge. Possibly going home. Doesn't really matter, really. No idea, of course, if they were social distancing either. But they were in a state of shock, bereaved, confused at all that had been going on that they'd heard, feeling totally dejected. Walking offers good thinking time. They would have had round about three hours at a guess. It's good to walk. I can remember I used to live in Bournemouth. And when I used to say to people, well, I, I live in, and lived in Bournemouth, but you say, oh, wow, I suppose that you were there out walking on the beach every day. I uh, probably did it a couple of times a year. And then I remember I moved then to a place called Totten on the edge of Southampton, but the other side of that on the edge of the New Forest. Again, people would hear that and say, oh, wow, beautiful part of the world. I'm sure you're out for walks every day in the New Forest. Um, no, not really uh, at all. Didn't really make the most of that opportunity. Now, many of us, of course, have ample time to walk. And we're encouraged to build that into our everyday. When we're out walking, we've got time to notice how beautiful this part of the world is. Look at the bluebells here on Buckland Hill, near Sidling St Nicholas, where Roger and Nina have been doing six-mile walks. This is their picture. Here's a couple of other photos sent in by Martha, and this is right on her doorstep at Charminster. Do pray uh, for Martha's uh, mum, Alma, uh, age 95, who's still uh, not well. Caroline sent this in as well. She writes, On our permitted daily walks, we have distance, we've had distance chats with Pam and Alan, who were exploring roads near us, and across the road chat with Kevin in his mask as he was doing his rounds, and also we saw dear Ivy through the window exercising with her frame around her front room. We had a wave and it was so good to see her safe and well. Hi there Ivy, how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing very well. Yes, very well indeed. Thank you. For me, well I've really appreciated the silence. Either of having walked to my local wreck, where all I can hear very often is just the sound of the birds singing, or around the village at pitch black at night. I know it sounds a bit weird, but around about 11 o'clock at night, when there's absolutely no sound at all. God spoke through the psalmist in Psalm 46 verse 10. He said, be still and know that I am God. It's all so easy to take things around us for granted. But here's one man who didn't. After the 93-year-old man in Italy recovered from COVID-19 in hospital, he was told to pay for the ventilator for one day. The old man cried. The doctor said there was no need for him to cry over the bill. The old man paused. I'm not crying because of the money I have to pay. I can afford all the money. I'm crying because I've been breathing God's air for 93 years. And yet I never have to pay for it. It costs 500 euros to use a ventilator in a hospital for one day. Do you know how much I owe God? I've just never, ever thought about that before. I wonder if it makes you think about what we might owe God. We're going to pause to pray. 
And Mandy is a part of our leadership team and who helps run our community tots here when it's running on a Monday morning is going to lead us in that short time of prayer. And following Mandy are praying, then Ali Whitey, one of our worship team, is also a doctor, is going to be singing to us a song called Build Your or Build My Life, but also Build Your Life. I guess that's just as relevant really. The, the song words will appear on your screen. Feel free to listen or to join in. Let's pray. Dear Father God, we pray to you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you that every breath we breathe is a gift from you. For this beautiful blue planet where we all live, and that you hold the world in your hands. Help us now to be still and know that you are God. You long for us to put our trust in you. You are a God of love, and perfect love drives out fear. Help us to have faith in you for this life and for eternal life that you promise to all who believe in Jesus as their saviour. We are so overwhelmed by all the trouble in the world right now, but we know that nothing is impossible for you. So we pray, Lord, please heal our land and fill us with your perfect peace that transcends all our understanding. In Jesus' name, Amen.
He wants them to have that ping, that light bulb moment. He wants them to see what matters most. And to enable that, or certainly to give give them some clues, he goes back to the Bible. In particular, he goes back to the Old Testament, to be precise. Drawing out a whole host of stuff that had been said way back, foretelling this time that he was going to come. There's lots of talking. Maybe you remember the BT advert. It's good to talk, and indeed it is. But for some of us, talking doesn't come easy. On Saturday night, the 7th of October 2019, Anton Deck paused the action during Britain's Got Talent, the Champions, to launch ITV's mental well-being campaign, Britain Get Talking. It was very poignant for that to occur mid-flow primetime TV. We were watching at the time and thought, what's going on? The challenge, well, stop what you're doing, get off your phone, talk to those you are with or someone that you could call right now for the next 60 seconds. The goal was to get across the importance of both talking and listening. Anxiety and depression in children has risen apparently by 48% since 2004. But talking and listening can improve mental wellness. The Britain Get Talking campaign was the first initiative in the ITV campaign for mental wellness. A five-year project in partnership with the charity Mind. Children's at Mind actually meet uh, here in our building at Dorchester Community Church, which is great. But what a creative idea. Because for most of us, we can actually stop whatever it is that we're doing and get talking right now. And I guess for ourselves, our challenge to one another could be to get talking a little bit more. Maybe to a spouse. Maybe to FaceTime a family member. Maybe to phone a church member. Maybe to speak across the fence to a neighbour. It's good to talk. And in thinking about it being good to talk, Why not seize this as an opportunity of talking to your God? Who knows? As you talk about these things, as we read in Luke 24, maybe, just maybe, there'll be that sense of God himself drawing alongside to be with you and to guide you each step of the way. Now an opportunity to sing again. This is a song that Charlene is going to sing uh, for us and to us. It's a well-known hymn called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And she's going to be accompanied by Wei Liang on the sort of instrument that maybe you could guess what he's playing.
Celebration chocolate. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, just <laughs> right under our legs. That's something that you can actually uh, pick up and find later. Jean, happy birthday. Give everybody at church a wave. <laughs> and also this week, it's Melissa's uh, birthday as well. So, Melissa, as and when there's a right time, this is coming your way. Happy birthday to you too. Variety of birthdays. Now, we also run last week a competition. We had a competition to say, who do you think created this incredible cross-stitch? Well, the answer was Caroline 
Simkin. Don't know whether you got that. Now, of course, it may well be that if you were watching this, you would have thought, well, they would have had somebody from the church. That would have been a lot easier for somebody else, a guest from inside the church. Within an hour of this uh, broadcast going live, we did get somebody who came up with the right answer. But they weren't from the church. No, not at all. And no, it wasn't a member of Caroline's family either. The winner, dun, 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 was Karen. And we've chased Karen down and got a picture of Karen. And this is Karen. Well done, Karen, for getting the right answer. What about competition this week? We have got a competition this week. So here's a very short video clip of someone that's engaged in their knitting. See if you've got any idea who this is. I'll give you a clue. It wasn't me. We look forward, don't we, to the answers being revealed, maybe to a quiz or something like that. After the walking and talking, the two of them on their way to Emmaus. Well, they still had no idea of the identity of that third person. They encouraged this Jesus to stay with them. I want to remind you of those final few verses from Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read them uh, now. Start again at verse 30. When Jesus was at the table with them, he broke bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it's true, the Lord has risen and has indeed appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Here's some very brief observations. Firstly, they recognised Jesus when he broke the bread. Verse 31 and verse 35 indicate that. Evidently, there were still those nail marks, obviously, in his hands. Suddenly, they recognised this was Jesus. Secondly, we read that their eyes were opened. That suggests to me that each of us need God to open our own eyes. When I became a Christian, way back in 1983, that seems a long time ago now, I was completely convinced that was all about me making a decision to follow this Jesus and invite God into my life. Over the years, I've realised over and over again, it was more to do with God revealing himself to me and opening my eyes. That's what we call grace. Grace is something that we don't deserve and it's something that we could never earn. Wow, each of us need to be grateful for that. They then understood who was behind that feeling that they had when they were talking with him, as he was unpacking what the Bible meant, God's truth for them. I wonder if you've ever felt that kind of feeling inside of someone right up close. Maybe an eerie feeling, maybe giving you goosebumps. 
Maybe it's that sense of God's Holy Spirit drawing close. But you've never been able to figure out why or what that is. Be grateful for all that God has done for you. Be grateful for all he's wanting to do for you. And be grateful too that this God wants to walk with you and to talk with you as well as me. But finally, well, what did they do next? Well, the first thing that they did was they wanted to tell people that they knew that this Jesus was alive. Now, some of you may well say, well, what the, surely what you mean is they believed that anyway. But the thing is, when you know, you know. Like that experience that I had way back in 1983. I just knew, and I've not been able to let go of what way back then I knew was true for me. And God has made that known over and over again over the years since that time. Imagine you want to make the colour green, but you don't know how. And then someone comes along with blue paint and yellow paint. And they invite you to mix the two. And boom, hey presto, you've then discovered how to make green. When you've discovered what it means and what it takes to make green, you're never again going to need to look elsewhere for anything else ever again. Because you Walk, talk, and be grateful. Nice cup of coffee. Okay, now time for a song. And again, if you click on that uh, top right-hand corner on that eye icon, there's an opportunity to play a song that's got a very powerful uh, video going with it as well. The song is called I Will Walk. Hope that you will do that, but also maybe that you'll reenact all these little positive messages that as we walk, as we're on our way, we can put these things into practice that will make a difference and be noticed by people when we're out and about. Alternatively, of course, you may well want to just hold fire a minute and then play all the songs and, and have that sense of one song after the other at the end. Whatever you want to do, that is absolutely fine. But listen, as well as Jesus revealing himself to us, we're also encouraged by Jesus himself to seek and you will indeed find. So to close, here's something for the children particularly. So kids, if you're in and around, this is time for you to put down whatever you're, you're, you're playing with right now and to get a little bit closer to, your, to the camera. You're going to really need to do this because this is something for you. Now, okay, adults, you can do this as well. So particularly if you're an adult on your own, don't suddenly think that this isn't for you. You're going to enjoy doing this, I'm sure. It's a bit like Where's Wally? If you've ever read uh, those books or seen those books where you have to find that little character hidden in a picture. Well, here's going to be a couple of pictures that you're going to see from this book. This is a book that I was given da, 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 called Finding Jesus. whole host of great pictures uh, in there. And your aim, your goal is to find where Jesus is. Now, okay, we don't exactly know what Jesus looked like, but you're going to see two pictures. Firstly, you're going to see a cartoon picture of possibly, just for the sake of this exercise, what Jesus might have looked like. You're then going to see a picture with a whole host of people, loads of people. Your job is to see if you can find Jesus. Okay, wish you well 
with that. Thank you for joining us uh, today. If you've got any questions or queries, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us and find out about that on this uh, homepage. But otherwise, all that remains for me to say is Roger and out. God bless. to share as church help us to take to mind that whole sense of it being good to walk good to talk and good to be grateful help us each of us to put that into practice we pray for your blessing upon us whatever it is we're doing this this day tomorrow and the next may we be conscious of you drawing alongside us and revealing yourself to us in Jesus' name. Amen. And the video ends as it began with me walking away. Hope that that was a blessing to you. Maybe after you've listened to this audio, there's a friend or a family member that you feel you would like to pass on, uh, pass that on to uh, before it gets uh, returned. We'd encourage you to do that uh, and to let other people that may want to have access to internet, maybe even follow us by watching church online for themselves. God bless you and trust that you're keeping safe, keeping well and indeed staying at home. God bless. Bye bye.